Welcome to the Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, presented by Altris. I'm your host, Joe McGarry. Jill Hoggard Green, PhD and RN, has served as the president and CEO of the Queen's Healthcare System since 2019. She leads Hawaii's preeminent system of healthcare-related companies that include four hospitals and more than 70 community healthcare centers, home care and labs. Under Dr. Hoggard Green's leadership, Queen's has taken effective steps to improve quality, coordinate care and reduce unnecessary costs grown in market share, rolled out several innovations at a rapid pace and achieved a positive operating margin. Additionally, Dr. Hoggard Green led Queen's three-party affiliation agreement with the University of Hawaii John A. Burns School of Medicine and University Health Partners, creating Queen's University Medical Group that will enhance education and training for the next generation of healthcare professionals and improve care delivery models for the residents of Hawaii. Well, it looks like you've been very busy since you arrived, Dr. Green. <laughs> Welcome. Nice yeah. to have you here. It's nice to be here. Um, it's just such an enormous organization, the mm -hmm. Queen's Health System. Um, where do you start with an organization with so many moving parts and so many disciplines and so many uh, people affecting people in the community? That's a wonderful question. Thank you for asking. Uh, as you think about healthcare and as I think about Queens, it starts for me, I've been a nurse of 42 years. So it starts from how are we best serving each person and their ohana? And then it's understanding our teams and our communities and then building services and collaboration that can improve health and well-being. So at Queens, um, I came here in August of 2019. I came from Asheville, North Carolina, the heart of the Appalachia Mountains, where we had many hospitals in small rural communities and large hospitals as well. And I knew it was a privilege to be here. I felt that the spirit of the people that I interviewed with really said to me they deeply cared about this community. When I first came, I spent the first couple of months spending a lot of time with our caregivers, and I view everyone in the health system as a caregiver, as well as meeting with folks in the community. And then the pandemic started. So through that time, I've had the privilege of getting to know the community very deeply and to knowing Queens. And what I found is a deep dedication by our teams at constantly improving and innovating. So when I look at Queen's health system, our mission is to improve the health and well-being of Native Hawaiians and everyone else on the islands. And that starts with making sure we have healthy mamas and healthy keikis, that we're supporting families, that we are av avoiding chronic diseases because we are supporting each person in, in staying as healthy as possible. And then we're always there when you need your hospital care. So for us and for me, it was pulling teams together. Everything we do in healthcare is a team. We have tremendous clinicians, but they are a team. Uh, and we built more clinical programs and teams to work together to improve health and particularly walk through this most challenging time with the pandemic. So in March of 2020, the world was reeling. I mean, businesses were closing. You know, we've had, it seems like almost every representation of business 
here um, on the podcast to talk about their industry uh, from hotel and and uh, the airline industries. In the healthcare industry, you weren't just hit with your industry being affected by COVID. You were responsible for taking care of everybody else. It must have been just such a dramatic first few months when nurses and doctors were coming into work not knowing what to expect. Not knowing what to expect. And also, if you think about those first first days, no one really knew what all the protocols needed to be. And for me, it again took me back to my heritage as a nurse and understanding that when you don't know, and none of us in this world knew exactly what to do, what I knew is how to bring teams together to focus on an infectious disease and that we needed to, as a community, learn as fast as we possibly could What I was so grateful for at Queen's is our physicians, our nurses, our frontline caregivers, they all leaned in and so did our board. And every day, literally every day, uh, we were looking at protocols and we were calling colleagues around the country and around the world, learning from them what they were doing, putting together protocols, and then working together across the community. And it was that knowledge across the community and constantly learning that made a tremendous difference in the outcomes that we had here in Hawaii compared to uh, the rest of the world. And they were pretty impressive outcomes, weren't they? Because recent studies have just shown that Hawaii actually fared tremendously well during the pandemic. As devastating as it was, you're correct. The Commonwealth Fund is a national group that does research every year and really focuses a lot on healthcare. And every year they do a scorecard for healthcare and they talk about where's the healthiest state and who has the best outcomes. They just released the data from 2020 to 2022. Hawaii was the healthiest state in this country. We had the lowest number of people per 100,000 that passed away from COVID. And one, one person is too much but significantly lower than everywhere else. We had the the lowest number of people that were infected with COVID and our health outcomes across over 60 variables that they looked at were all in the top decile or all in the top 10%. So while it was really incredibly challenging and I will never see it as not challenging for everyone, businesses that were closing, schools that had to adapt, families that had to adapt how they were taking care of their family. All of those were challenges. But what I saw was this amazing ability that all of us leaned in. And that leaning in created an environment that was healthier, that was safer, and that helped us overcome what was the the most amazing tragedy that was happening in our country in over 40 years. It, it was an interesting time, wasn't it, in terms of healthcare? Because you felt in the community that people did feel very responsible for themselves and their families, and nobody wanted to be the person that was causing someone to go into hospital. I think that was, I, I had just happened to be in hospitals a lot because uh, 
some people in my family were sick and my son had surgery and it was a very unusual time to be in hospitals because there was hardly anyone else there. And that was really in itself very impressive. So I think with Hawaii, with our health, it's a combination of so many things, isn't it? It's cultural, it's our weather because we can be outside more. Mm -hmm. It's our kind of respect for our institutions and how we are. I, I think if you look at it individually, Maybe it's no surprise that we're right up there at the top. I completely agree with your your assessment. There's such aloha here. There's care and compassion for your family, for your colleagues, for your friends. Uh, there's a real respect. And we are a very diverse, wonderful community. And I believe that diversity also has a lot to do with everyone's understanding and respect of getting to know each other and to support each other. So I see us in this community as having incredible abilities coming out of this pandemic to truly improve health and well-being of our families and to create new industries and businesses that can thrive. There's nothing from my perspective that we can't do together, which is very different that we, than we see in many places around the world. Now, the other thing about Queens, or one of the many things about Queens, um, is, of course, the fact that it began as a legacy mm -hmm. from Queen Emma with a real intent that was to improve the health of Hawaiians. That in itself must be like every day you have a responsibility there that has a direct lineage. It is such a calling, and absolutely, it's not just myself, it's the 8,400 people that work at Queen at Queens. We talk a lot about Queen Emma and King Kamehameha IV. Queen Emma was this dynamic, very intelligent leader. She would say all the time, be bold, be ambitious, be innovative. She saw the people that she loved having communicable diseases like we just went through with pandemics and having them die. So she was the one that said there has to be health care and worked, went door to door to raise funds. And she would sit at the bedside of people almost every day showing compassion. So for me, as well as all of us at Queens, it's inspiring to have that legacy and that legacy lives on. Particularly her comment of being bold, ambitious, innovative, never stopping. Uh, it's, during the pandemic, our board, uh, which is an amazing community board, spent over 100 hours uh, on Zoom calls with me in the summer of 2020, working on a 10-year strategic plan. Because it was not only are we going to take care of people today and make sure we uh, do everything we can to make everyone safe, we were looking forward and saying, so how do we improve health? How do we improve care to individuals who are Native Hawaiians? And we could see some health inequities that we really could change the course of that if we partnered differently, if we were out in the community more, if we partnered with our community partners. And I think it's, it's interesting, isn't it? Because in Hawaii, we do have these two almost opposing things with health. So we've got like, we're the healthiest place in the nation, we're the best place to live, we have great quality of life, but we also have these huge high incidence of diabetes. We have people who really are suffering the diseases that people in challenged financial situations suffer from. We have escalating costs of medications where 
people just can't afford to buy what they're supposed to have for their own diseases. There's such a lot of work, it seems like, that still has to be done to really reach a point where everybody does have access to the same kind of health care. You really hit the most, one of the most important things for us is we do have significant disparities. The cost of housing, the cost of food, your ability to be able to have a life well lived. If you're a native Hawaiian, there's an eight-year gap in life expectancy. And when our, we talked at, as a board about that, it was that that is completely unacceptable. We can do better. We can do better if we all chose as businesses and healthcare and schools, if we spent more time with our kids, our kikis, and helped them in their education, if we were working together to create jobs, and we can, that can help individuals grow and develop, we can lean in. Uh, one of the things that Queen's have been doing a lot of over the last um, 10 years is working with the university to build a pathway for individuals who want to be physicians with scholarships, particularly for individuals that are in underrepresented groups. We need cakeys from our community to want to live here, grow here, grow old here. So we have an opportunity and an obligation to actually think beyond, for us, think beyond our hospitals and our clinics, for businesses, think beyond our business. And we need to focus in on creating environments that create healthy mamas and healthy keikis and create opportunities. I think we can do that extraordinarily well by partnering with our schools and creating more opportunities for jobs and creating pathways in all of our organizations. Uh, it's one of my goals that we're hiring from the island and we're developing people. But if we did that, it's one thing to do it as an individual business or an individual hospital or health system. If we actually took that on as a state and said, how could we really partner with those schools and those universities? It could be dramatic in terms of improving those social determinants of health and creating better pathways. We also have to focus on housing. Uh, without housing, it is extraordinarily difficult for families to be healthy, individuals to be healthy. Right. It's just such, when you look into the communities and where health really begins mm -hmm. it's not in the hospital it's not at the doctor's office it's right back it's just such a simple basic thing that I mean fortunate for Hawaii that Queen Emma had that vision I mean not only with the acquisition of real estate for the purpose of education but also for this for the purpose of keeping not just maintaining health but of, of showing people a future where being healthy is really of paramount importance. It really is. It, it, it's, just, it's just one of the things in Hawaii that you think, gosh, if everyone does work together, things just move along so fabulously. And educating people on how to, to eat and to be and to... A lot of the times people, I think, have it instinctively. They know it, but it's been taken from them or they've, you know, they've gone off on a slightly different path and... It's just, it's encouraging to know that queens are out there. And you do, to finish up, we should really let people know that, you know, you do have great outreach programs. You mm -hmm. do work with businesses on how to just keep their staff healthy, how mm. to build. What can business leaders listening today do if they want to look at their own companies and say, how can we be healthier? How can we be better, you know, as individuals? 
That's a great question. And particularly, again, as we come out of the pandemic, because there's a, a variety of things that we can do differently than we did before. Uh, the issue of virtual of working virtually, a lot of individuals are choosing to do that. Uh, it's important that if you choose to do that, that you keep people connected. What we're seeing is a real increase in depression and stress, stress-related disorders and folks needing support from mental health as well as groups. So businesses can really create ways that you bring people together, make sure that they're getting um, uh, socialization, and there's some excellent mental health support that we can provide. In addition, those co- helping individuals have access to healthy food at your at your businesses and to have uh, times to exercise even short walks for breaks all of those things actually make a huge difference in your heart health uh, some of the things our doctors are doing right now that are we're doing culturally sensitive ways of of improving health say with folks that have heart disease through hula and enjoying working together on farms so There's a tremendous list that we could go through with you of ways that you could creatively bring your teams together. It's great team building. It helps them stay connected, but also helps them stay individually healthy. And helps them be better workers, right? Because if we were all being told, hey, it's time to go out for a walk, go take your exercise break, here's your healthy snack, everyone be way more productive at work (laughs) instead of reaching for the Doritos. (laughs) Dr. Jill Hoggard-Green is the President and CEO of the Queen's Health Systems. Thank you so much for joining us today for that just very brief insight into what's happening at Queen's. Mahalo, it's my, my privilege. You've been listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast of the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii. All of these episodes are available wherever you get your favorite podcast, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and the Chamber's own website, cochawaii.org. If you enjoyed today's interview, please subscribe on your podcast app and leave us a review because your reviews will encourage other people to listen. And then that helps the business community continue to thrive locally, nationally, and globally. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Business, the official podcast for the Chamber of Commerce Hawaii, presented by Altris. Join us next time for more stories of Hawaii's business.